That's, that is probably got to be the most uncomfortable conversation starter ever. When you run into a, a, a female, when you run into a woman, and the first thing she says is, do you know me? Or do you remember me? And the only thing that's running through my head is, please tell me I wasn't an asshole to you. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Jeremiah, and I'm back with another episode of the Kind of Kidding Podcast. And if you're wondering why my voice sounds the way it sounds right now, well, Jeremiah has a cold. I caught a bug. I am ill. I am sick. It's not COVID. You guys ain't getting rid of me that easily. It's not the flu. I think it's just a head cold. It's the sniffles. I got a, a I got a case of the congestion. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what I have, but um, it's not fatal. I'm sorry to disappoint some of you out there, but I'll be I'll I'll still be around a while. So forgive me as I as I power through the next uh, you know 45 minutes. Hopefully, hopefully I make it 45 minutes. Um, so just uh. You know, hang with me. I sound like I'm I sound like I'm talking through a, a blanket. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Um I got the brain fog, people. I know I um and ah a lot naturally, but I um, I'm umming and I'm umming and on a lot in the last two and a half minutes. <laughs> so if it's if it's uh if you're unable to make it through the 45 minutes, I will forgive you. I will not hold I will not hold any grudges. I will not I will not hold it against you. I will understand. Uh we've made it through so many episodes. I what 18 18th episode was last week, so this will mark our 19th installment. If you're still listening to me, if you're still li- still listening to me. <laughs> if you're still listening to me, on episode 19, I think you've earned a break. I think you've you've earned the right to to pack it in for one 40-minute episode. I hope you don't. I really, really hope you don't. But if you message me and you say, Jeremiah, I couldn't make it through the 19th episode because after a couple minutes in, I realized I can't handle listening to someone speak through a snorkel. <laughs> I'd understand. Um so. Having said that, let's uh let's dive into the episode. I don't I don't really know what this episode is about. I told you guys before my first, you know, 5 6 7 8 episodes, I first half of my my podcasting journey, I was really focused on trying to put together a quote-unquote show, storyboard, I, I wrote down notes, I had ideas, I oh, how do I get to this and let's talk about this, but we got to make it funny and then transition to this. And I was super stressed out about how to, how to put a show together. And then I just said, fuck it. Let's just press play and talk. Let's make this as real and raw as possible. Stop two hours. Stop editing for two hours. Like don't do that shit anymore. Hit play and just talk. So I did. And it was a little hard, but, but it was fun. It was a lot more fun. And then I had people message me saying that these are the best episodes. These are the ones they really like. I mean, call somebody and just talk or hit play and ramble. You know, so I did. And it worked out well. So this episode is no different. The problem is, is I'm doing that with little sleep. And I'm and I got a cold. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and obviously I'm not editing <laughs> this the coughs out. So Anyway, what am I getting at? I'm getting at. Ooh, did you hear that? I don't know if I don't know if the mic. I don't know if the mic picked that up, but uh, but my but my nose whistled. <laughs> I was just talking, and then it went. It was uh, 
it was kind of gross, actually. Seriously, rewind it back just a few seconds and listen for the nose whistle. I'm de- I'm I'm delirious right now. What is wrong? It's hot. I'm burning up in my studio, in my garage. I want to turn this AC unit on, but I'm afraid it'll hum. Here, hold on. Let me try. Let's turn this on. Okay, I'm going to turn it on. It's a little it's a little hot in here today. I don't know if it's hot because when you're sick, you just feel like, I don't know. Can you hear that? Hopefully that rumble is not too distracting. But um, I have to have it on because I'm burning up. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's super hot in here because it's just hot outside or if it's because I'm sick. You know, I feel like some people complain about getting the chills. They get the chills when they're sick and other people talk about burning up. And I don't know if I've ever I can't remember if I've ever gotten the chills, but I know that when I'm sick, when Jeremiah is sick, I get hot. You're really hot to burn up. And for all you doctors or nurses or medical professionals out there, maybe you could help me understand the different types of sicknesses. Maybe there are some that that make you cold. Maybe there are some that make you hot. But I seem to be only catching the hot variety colds. I catch the ones that make you feel like you're on fire. But I know you guys didn't tune in to hear me talk about being sick. So what, what was I talking about before I was talking about being sick? Oh, I was just letting you guys know now that we're about seven minutes in that I won't hold it against you if you pressed pause and skip this episode. You know, I, I, I want you. Well, you know what? I will hold it against you. I changed my mind. See, that's what we do here at the Kind of Kidding podcast. We make statements and then immediately go back and change our mind. I changed my mind. I will hold it against you if you don't listen to this episode, because I think we're friends and friends are supposed to be there for each other in the good times and the bad. And not that this is a bad time, but this pot possibly this potentially could be a down episode. I can't believe I'm spending about 10 minutes talking about how bad this episode is going to be, but Hey, what, whatever, fuck it. That's what we're doing. But you still should listen because, uh, I think that's what friends do. And we're friends. We're buddies. We're pals. We're chums. We are homies. Um, speaking of that, I, for whatever reason, I said the word grudge and immediately, immediately popped in my head where people say, hey, you shouldn't hold grudges. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be that guy. You shouldn't be those people. Holding grudges is ugly. I've heard that a lot. My whole life, people have told me, hey, you know, people who hold grudges, that's, that's an ugly characteristic. That's an ugly trait. You shouldn't be that person. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that, uh, that I, I, Jeremiah, I, Jeremiah of the Kind of Kidding podcast, I hold grudges. Hell yeah, I hold grudges. I absolutely 1000% sure hold grudges. I am a grudge holding animal. Now, I know it. Like, I know that I'm the type of person who, who will hold the grudge. I won't let it go. Okay. I've always, I've always been that name, that been that way. I have an, uh, an obsessive personality in, in some regard. There are some things, not everything, but there are some things that I for sure will obsess over. I will always hold that information close. Um, Like I said, I've always been that way. I forgive. Don't get me wrong. I forgive. You do something to me. Excuse me. You do something to me. I will forgive you. Almost clockwork. 100% of the time, I can always find a way to forgive somebody for what they have done to me. For sure. I forgive. But I never forget. I am not a forgetful person. My favorite animal in the world is an elephant. And you know the saying, you know, elephants never forget. I don't know why I'm that way, but I don't forget either. I am an elephant. <laughs> I'm an elephant? What the fuck, you're right? Anyway, what I'm saying is I never forget. 
And I never know when the day will come when I'll react to something that you've done. When I react on whatever feeling I've buried about you. You know, I, I, I hope that the day doesn't come where I remember something that you did to me and I'm feeling a certain way that day. So this is the day, uh, June 11th, I decide to just lash out on you. I don't think I'm a spiteful person. I don't think I'm vindictive. I don't purposely go out of my way to seek my revenge. But you got to know that I I remember what you did. So tread lightly, I guess. You know, you don't have to walk on eggshells, but just don't just don't lash out on me again. <laughs> Cuz I I buried that emotion that I felt for you that day deep down inside and it's only it's only a fuck you away from coming back, okay? So when people tell you that you shouldn't hold grudges, when people tell you that you should, you should let it all go, maybe, maybe for your mental state, maybe that's a healthy thing. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know, you, you beat me up in an alleyway, you spit on my face, you know, you, you call yourself my best friend and steal my girlfriend. You know, I, that kind of stuff does not just get forgotten. And if you could truly forgive that person to the point where you never have to think about it again, great. That's amazing. I'll forgive you. We can still be buddies. We can still be friendly. You know, might not see at every barbecue or cookout I have, but I'm not, I'm not kicking your door in every Friday. But I damn sure hold grudges. And I think you should know that. I don't actually know why I told you that, but I think, uh, I think as friends, you deserve to know the type of person that I am. I am a loving, caring, warm-hearted individual that holds a fucking grudge to everybody who's ever done me wrong. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Here lies the loving, friendly, um, you know, most caring person in the world who holds grudges to the point that it killed him. So that's me, people. That's, that's the real deal, Holyfield. Love me or hate me. That's what you get, right? You know what? Actually, actually, I could I could probably go on record to say that forgiving people is actually quite rewarding. Um, hear me out. There's a lot of people. I don't say there's a lot of people, but there's a there's a couple handfuls of people who have decided that at some point in their life they wanted to cross me. They saw an opportunity, they were an opportunist, and they they took advantage of me. Whether it be I let my guard down or I was too nice or I was an idiot and they thought that I could they they can they can get get one over on me. I, I don't know. You, you take your pick. There's there's a hundred reasons why somebody chooses to take advantage of someone else. And I'm a believer that the ability to forgive people can actually be a long-term investment. <laughs> the reason I say that is um, I have a couple buddies that I was hanging out with recently. And we went, we went to a store and I, I, saw the, I saw the guy that was working behind the counter and I recognized him. I said, man, that guy looks familiar. But I had that feeling like sometimes, you know, I've, I've known so many people in this town. I've done so many things from, from just being a quote-unquote cool guy or a popular guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I was, but I knew a lot of people. And then I was, uh, you know, DJing for a while with another friend, so I met a lot of people in the nightclub. And then... The music thing, I had a music label with a, with a couple other friends and we, we, we got our names and our faces out there and there's just a ton, a ton, a ton of people who knew who we were, right? So I feel like when I see and recognize people, but I don't know where I know them from, I can't place my finger on the exact place or reason that I know them you're kind of stuck in that, that feeling. I get kind of stuck in that, that zone where we're either friends or you don't like me because there's only two ways to know somebody. You're, 
you either friendly or you're not. You, you, you know, you're, you're friend or foe, I guess is where I label you. It, you know, Tupac had that, that line, um, you either ride with us or collide with us. And I think for a long time, that's how me and the, the group of individuals that I chose to, to hang with, that was our, that was our thing. You either ride with us or you collide with us. We're either friends or we're foes. We're allies or we're enemies. So I, I go to the store. I see this guy behind the register and I, I can't figure out where I know him from. So I'm like, man, hopefully we're friends or else this gets awkward. Not for me, because like I said, I don't go lashing out on people for any reason, but that, I don't know how that person feels. So I walk up to the counter. I've got my, my stuff that I want to buy. And the guy looks at me and he goes, Jay Mai? I was like, hey, what's up? He goes, Jeremiah, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's going on? So I shake his hand. He put his hand out and shook his hand. And he goes, man, it's been a long time. I said, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Now, remember, I don't know who this person is, but he knows me. He called me by my name. <coughs> Excuse me. And he goes, man, how you been? I said, I'm doing good. What have you been up to? I said, oh, just, you know, being a dad and working, you know. And then you do the whole cliche thing, you know. Just working, always working, you know, um, <laughs> just trying to stay alive, you know, the, whatever, whatever um, cliche response you have when you don't know how to have a conversation with someone because you don't know who this guy is. And he goes, man, it's good. Oh, I think I said I'm just breathing. <laughs> he goes, he goes, it's good to see you, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see you thriving. I said, thanks, man. And he gave me his employee discount. I said, oh, okay. That's cool. And I walked out of the store, and uh, my buddy goes, oh, he just gave you a discount? I said, yeah. He goes, do you know who that is? I said, nope. He goes, Jeremiah, you don't remember who that is? I said, bro, I... I couldn't tell you who that guy is. He just, he knew my name and he gave me a discount. And then he told me how I know him. And I won't tell you, I can't tell you how I know him. But um, let's just say this guy took something from me and I went to get it back. And it, it was, it was, uh, let's just leave it at that. He took something from me. I went and got it back, and then we weren't friendly afterwards. And then all these years pass. Obviously, I have forgiven this person because it's not weighing on me. But this person knew who I was. And I guess I, I forgave him in a way where he felt that we were friends now. So I got a discount. So that's one example about how, how, uh, how forgiving people can be an investment. I got a deal. I got a cheaper, I got a discount off of something because I, I chose to forgive people. Um, I went to, I went to a sporting event not too long ago over the, actually, yeah, last weekend. I went to a sporting event last weekend. I went into the team store to buy a shirt and the girl at the register she goes, do you know me? <laughs> That's always an uncomfortable. That has that probably got to be the most uncomfortable conversation starter ever. When you run into a, a, a female, when you run into a woman, and the first thing she says is, do you know me? Or do you remember me? And the only thing that's running through my head is, please tell me I wasn't an asshole to you. Please tell me I was respectful. Please tell me we're friends. Please tell me I wasn't a jerk. I don't, I'm not ready for what's about to come out of your mouth next. But it wasn't like that. She goes, do, she goes, uh, she goes, do you, do you know me? And I said, ah, you look familiar. And she goes, I'm so-and-so's wife. And I was like, oh, Okay. Now, 
she said her husband's name and I didn't recognize her husband's name. I mean, you can't just tell me like, you know, I'm, I'm John's wife or I'm Jeff's wife or, Oh, I'm Chris's sister. Like there's John, Jeff, Chris, there's uh, most common names ever. Like I know 30 of you. <laughs> I don't, you got to narrow it down. So I said, Oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, he'll be here soon. And I'm like, shit. What is this is going to get uncomfortable. Do, am I friends with this person? Do we know each other like personally? And I said, oh, OK. And I'm just kind of standing there like, really, I just want to buy this shirt. But I got caught up in this weird conversation. And she goes, yeah. Um, uh, oh, no. And uh, she goes, yeah, we haven't seen you since since uh, the call center. And then I realized, oh, okay, this is so-and-so from the call center. I used to manage call centers way back in the day. So, you know, it's starting to narrow it down. And then she did look familiar. So the once I put the first name of her husband to her face, I just kind of realized who it was. And um, then I got a little nervous because I had fired her husband. And it had gotten, it, had, it was a pretty heated exchange on his part. I mean, I... I maintain to this day that I took it as professionally as I could. I pulled up your stats. I pulled up your written and verbal warnings. We had a conversation that you couldn't continue down this path. You refused to make any changes. Something else came up. My boss said you had to go. So I had to pull you into the office and let you go. When I let you go, you stood up. You called me some names. You threw a pencil at me. You pushed your chair and shoved the desk into my, into my stomach. Now, I wanted to stand on that table and beat the shit out of you, but I didn't. I just took it. I bit my lip, held my tongue, and I took it. And then you left. And we haven't talked since. Well, and then you left. And then after the, my shift, I left. And your girlfriend, which is the, which is the girl at the counter, checking, uh, you know, at the register, the one that asked if I knew her, she's in the parking lot cursing my name. And hoping that my family doesn't survive another day. That's what she's doing. That's what she chose. That's the route she chose to go because I had I had fired her husband. Well, boyfriend at the time. Anyway, long story short, that day is over. It's gone. He's gone. She's gone. We never see each other again. The last interaction I had with this woman was her telling me that I could go to hell and her wishing hurtful things on my family because I fired her, her boyfriend. Fast forward a bunch of years, you know, almost 17 years, I think. My daughter was about one years old when this happened. So seven, fast forward 17 years, she's standing in front of me asking if I remember her. And I said, yeah, I do. And I said, I hope you're doing well. And she said, I'm doing really good. I said, that's awesome. You know, people deserve to do well. No one deserves to be stuck in a, in a rut, especially nowadays. And she looked at me and she smiled. And I said, until, until you're, until you're, and I used his name. I, I, I just in case, I, I know most people in my life, you know, if I run into a thousand people, not all thousand people are listening to this podcast, but I don't want it to be uncomfortable or, or disrespect anybody by using their names. So I told her, tell your husband. Uh, tell your husband I said hello, and I hope he's doing well. And if he's here today, uh, tell him to come find me. I'm in, I'm in 115. And she said, okay. And I held out my card to give to her, and I paid, and I left, and I looked at my receipt, and she gave me her employee discount as well. So this is two people that I'm not technically cool with, but I chose to forgive years ago. And I'm getting employee discounts on things. You know, it's it's really wild. I mean, I got like a million stories about people who don't like me or didn't like me back in the day that are all of a sudden showing me kindness. And now that I'm talking this over in my head, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe it's not me. Maybe these people have chosen to forgive me for being whatever person I was. It's that's a very good possibility. Let's let's just um Let's flip this on its head and just say I was the one that was in the wrong in all these situations because you're hearing the stories from me. I don't think I did anything wrong, but let's just say I did. 
I flip these things on its head. Let's let's pretend I'm the guy in the wrong in all these situations. These people have chosen to forgive me, possibly. Maybe, maybe I am the one that is being forgiven. And all these nice things that people are doing to me, or these these nice gestures that are being extended to me, maybe this is their way of finding peace with me, being nice to me. They're investing in their well-being by choosing not to stress over what I did to them. It's crazy. So, in a weird way, 25 minutes later, I guess the purpose of me telling you this stuff was forget what people say about not holding grudges. I think you should. You should always you should always be armed. You should always be armed with with some sort of passion as to how people made you feel. That's what I think a grudge is. I could be misinterpreting the word. But to me, a grudge is a feeling against somebody for what they have done to you. And it doesn't mean you have to lash out and act on it. I'm just saying you have to keep that feeling, keep that energy. People tell you that all the time. Keep that energy. Keep that energy. Fuck yeah, keep that energy. They hurt you. Remember that they hurt you. And use that energy to to forgive, I guess, is what I'm saying. God, I don't know. I am fucking sick. <laughs> I am burning up, and I just went on a freaking 20-minute TED Talk about forgiving people so you can get discounts at fucking stores. I'm an idiot. That's not what I wanted. I, in my head, this is a whole lot more intellectual. What I'm processing in my between my ears, it sounds great. It sounds very well put together. It sounds intellectual. It's smart. It's, I mean, it's great stuff. And then I throw it up on this microphone and it just sounds like a rambling sick dude. It's losing his mind. Oh, well. So how do you transition from, how do you transition from what I was just talking about? I guess there is no easy transition. Let's talk about other things, right? Um, I got a new fish. <laughs> if anyone's interested, I got a new fish. My daughter had a fish tank. I mean, it was a pretty awesome fish tank, a little three gallon tank, nothing crazy. Had one beta fish in there, a little pineapple house and some fake trees. And, you know, she loved that fish. She loved that fish for like 30 minutes. <laughs> And then she forgot she had one, never cared. And needless to say, needless to say, that fish died in a murkiness of dirty water. And uh, I don't know. I I want to blame myself, but I kind of feel like it was her responsibility. The fish tank was in her room. She wanted to fish. I gave her the fish, told her how to take care of it, and she did nothing. So. I moved the fish tank. I cleaned the fish tank. I got everything. It's all nice and clean again. And the, the the little fish is in fish heaven. And I said, you know what? I want a fish. Maybe that fish dying. I looked at that dead fish, that dead fish's eyes, the glazed over white eyes that a dead fish has. It was really sad, actually. Felt a certain way. I felt like I felt like I owed it to the fish community to do right by another fish. So I went to the store and I got another fish. I got a beta fish. Uh, I don't know why people are so obsessed with betas. I think they're just pretty. I don't know. It sucks because you can't put more than one in a fish tank because they kill each other. Um, savage guys. But um, I got a beta fish and it took me a long time to pick the right one. But I found one that I really liked. I thought he was, thought he was very pretty. And I said, you know what, buddy? You know what, little buddy? I'm going to give you a good life. I don't know the life expectancy of a fish, so if it's three weeks or 30 years, I'll let you know. But he's in this new fish tank, nice and clean. I put a couple uh, put a couple um, real plants in there. Apparently, real plants are good for the water. It's good for the ecosystem, helps with the oxygen levels. You know, I kept the, I kept the little pineapple house down there for him to hide in, and he's swimming around. He's doing great, and he's... He's having a great time. I 
I care to this fish probably better than than I should. Do you guys talk to your animals? I don't talk to my animals. I don't have like full on conversations, but I'll come back from I'll come back from work, I'll open the door and first thing I see is him swimming around. I'll say, "Hey little buddy, are you hungry?" and I'll give him some pellets. And then I go about my business. I come back and I check on him every couple hours. I look at him and he's still swimming around. I just I'm just like I told you before, I have this obsessive personality. I'm very obsessive over this fish's life. I want him to have a good one. Or if it's, I don't even know if it's a good life. I just don't want him to die today, you know? So every few hours, every few hours, I'm coming in, making sure he's still swimming around. My family thinks I'm a psychopath. But I'm not letting this fish die. I'm proving a point to my kiddo that I can take care of this fish because she says taking care of a fish is hard. I don't see how it's that hard. We have two dogs. I have a Doberman and a Manchester Terrier. You want to talk about difficult? That might be difficult. Taking care of a fish? You just got to feed the thing and change the water. Oh, by the way, changing the water is a little difficult. You guys, if you guys have fish or if you guys are about to get a fish, you really need to understand what shock is to a fish and what it does. Um, I studied how to change water and I have it down to a science. So if you need help changing your fish tank water, call me. I can help you. I am a fish whisperer. My last name is Gilbert. I have the word gill in my name. Tell me I'm not capable of handling fish. Come on now. Matter of fact, if you want to know how crazy and loony I am about this fish, my, um, my niece that lives in Texas, Oh, excuse me. I'm very sorry. My niece that lives in Texas, when she was visiting a week or so ago, she would laugh at me when I would talk to the fish. <laughs> she would laugh. She would. I think she took a picture of the fish. And uh, she posted it on her Instagram or something was like, this is my uncle's new fish. And <laughs> it's really funny because the way she posted about my fish is the way other people post about their new puppies. But, um, but yeah, she was hilarious. She kind of made me feel silly about this fish because she laughed every time I walked into the room and looked at it. But, um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. Sorry. I got this brain fog thing again. Oh, well, actually speaking of my niece, by the way, she is a new kind of kidding podcast supporter. So thank you. I love you for your support. Uh, she was talking to me the other day and she goes, she goes, I, I was working and I had these headphones and this lady that I'm working with comes up. I, I, I think she cleans, I think she cleans houses or she cleans uh, businesses or something. And apparently when, you know, part of their regulations or their rules is that they can't have headphones or something, uh, something like that. And she goes, did you know that I was out there cleaning? And I was listening to your podcast and this lady comes over and she starts yelling at me about having my ear earphones in. And I was like, look, bitch, you need to leave me alone. I'm, I'm allowed to have these earphones like blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think it's crazy. You can't have earphones in your cleaning houses. You're not whatever. It's not my business. Maybe there are rules against that kind of thing for good reason. But she goes, Basically, she was getting at the point that this lady was interrupting her and it pissed her off because she had to press pause and listen to this lady yell at her about not having about her, her not being allowed to have earphones. And it was pissing her off. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking that interrupting someone listening to my podcast is basically the same thing as shushing me while I'm talking. Right? Someone comes up to you and interrupts you while you're listening to me through your earphones. You have to press pause to talk to them. They just shushed me. They just they just shut me up through you pressing pause. Don't interject and make someone hit pause unless you would unless you would hold a finger up to me and tell me to shut up. So, if you would look me in the eyes and hold up a finger and say shut up, I have to say something, then go ahead, interject all you want. But if you wouldn't do that to me, 
If you wouldn't look me in the eyes and say, shut up, I got something to say, then don't interrupt somebody while they're listening to my podcast. Those are just my personal feelings, okay? Interrupting someone listening to my podcast is the same thing as shushing me, and I don't like that shit. I think we should all just remember what manners are like, remember how they used to do life in the in the 40s and 50s when people were, were nicer to each other, when when people used the yes sirs and the no ma'ams. And we should just leave people alone that have headphones. You know, obviously, they're dedicating their time and their attention to someone else. So, so don't interrupt. You should only be allowed to talk to people when they don't have headphones in. I mean, just speaking from experience, you know, obviously, I wasn't into podcasts as a kid, but you know how many times someone tried to talk to me? We didn't have ear pods. We had actual big ass foam headphones. Someone like will look at you and start talking and you'll have to like take the ear, you know, take one of the headphones off your ears and be like, what? And then they'd say something and you'd be like, what? And then they say something and it's not even that important. So now you're super irritated because you just missed the last 30 seconds the last 45 seconds of whatever song you were listening to. And it's not like this digital shit where you could just put your finger on the phone and slide it back 30 seconds. You actually had to hit rewind and play, hit rewind and play, hit rewind and play again until you got to that part that you liked or that you thought you didn't miss. And then you're listening to it again and you're looking around and then you see someone else make eye contact with you that's talking. So then you have to like do that again. You have to take the earpiece off and go, what? And like, oh, no, 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 never mind. You're like, shit. So you got to do the whole rewind, pause, rewind, play thing again. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I come to a lot of realizations when I speak out loud. Maybe we should just ignore people when we have our earphones on. Maybe that's the fix. The next time you're listening to the Kind of Kidding podcast and someone starts talking to you, just don't make eye contact with them. The next time you're listening to someone else's podcast or next time you're listening to a, mu a song, the best way to avoid not being interrupted is to simply pretend you didn't know someone was trying to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is the advice that I give you guys today. The best way to avoid being interrupted is to pretend you didn't notice that someone was trying to interrupt you. The best way to avoid doing chores at home is to ignore the fact that you realize that someone was trying to get your attention to do the chore. Walk around the house and just pretend that you don't notice people trying to get your attention. It'll be an easy fucking day. You won't have to do shit. You know, your wife or your girlfriend or your, your husband or your boyfriend, they want you to do the dishes. And you know that if you make eye contact with them, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to point to the dishes with their eyes. Just don't look them in the eyes. Walk by, and while they're standing there, you know they're standing there trying to get your attention. Walk by them, stop, kiss them on the cheek, tell them you love them, and then keep walking. <laughs> they won't know what to do because they can't get mad because you didn't, they, you don't, they know that you don't know that you, they want you to do the dishes, so you didn't do anything wrong. I'm telling you, it works, guys. It works. It works. Take it from me. I haven't done shit all week. I don't even know. I don't even know what my partner's eyes color is anymore because I stopped looking at I stopped looking her in the eyes because she kept wanting me to do things. <laughs> oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here, but I do want to address something. Little bit, little sad news. Little sad news before we end. Um, I lost, I lost a Spotify subscriber today. It was really sad. I feel like I let somebody down and they couldn't take it. So they unsubscribed. I've been working so hard to get people to subscribe. I've been trying so hard to get people to subscribe and follow and like and share. And I've been doing relatively well, I think. And then I then I logged on and I pulled up my my analytics page and I realized that the number had changed. It had changed by one. It went down by one. And I know that 
if I ever get to the day where I have a million subscribers, I'm not going to probably notice the difference of one up or down. And I don't know if I'd even, I don't know, care too much if I lost one. But because I don't have that many subscribers, losing one just just feels just feels personal, feels sad. Um, on that note, I actually also did receive a direct message. A lot of kind of kidding first this week. I got a well, first off, to the subscriber that I lost, you're probably not listening right now, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. To the subscriber that I lost, if you manage or happen to come back and you listen to this episode, I'm sorry that I said something that made you want to leave, but if if it was offensive in any way, that's where my apology is. My, my don't get on here to offend. I get on here to entertain. Um, if you unsubscribed because you didn't find me entertaining, that's okay. I get that. I'm understanding of that to each his own. But if you unsubscribed because I said something that offended you, you know, emotionally, culturally, meant, I don't know. Just, just know that my goal was not to offend. So we'll leave it at that. Um, also, I do have, I have a good friend. I have an actual high school friend. And this is one of the guys that um, I'm telling you when I, when I get on here and I tell you that I have people that message me or text me and they, they talk about their episode or my episode with me. This is one of the guys that I'm talking about. Like clockwork every week almost. He's always chiming in. Hey, man, good episode. I like this. And, and we talk about it, right? Well, for the first time since I've been doing this, I actually got a message from someone or I got a message from him. And um, the this is the first time I got a message from him telling me that he disagreed with me. You know, and it kind of threw me off because I'm used to getting messages and everybody says, great episode, I agree, or thank you, I appreciate it, and it was awesome, and just all the good things, you know, just, just I'm just overdosing on all this awesome, good support. And then I see a message from this guy, and I'm, you know, kind of thinking I'm going to click on his name, and it's going to tell me the same, hey, hey, man, you did a good job stuff. Instead... Instead, I got the message and it said, um, it said, uh, it said that he disagreed with me. You know, here, actually, let me, let me pull up the message. I won't read the entire message because it's, it's between him and I, and, and my goal here isn't to out people or, or make them feel uncomfortable about connecting with me. But he says, he says, uh, What's up, dude? Well, I listened to the last two podcasts and I'm kind of conflicted and not to say that they weren't good, but I just saw something that I that I didn't agree with when it comes to parenting. So apparently I had an episode here in the last couple where I gave out some parenting. Ad well, I don't even know if I gave out a parenting advice. I just think I outlined how I was parenting my relationship with my kid. He did say your 18 years trumps my two years. So I really don't have anything. <coughs> I really don't have anything validating what I'm, what I'm saying, but, uh, you know, your kiddos better than anyone. So it sounds like your oldest from the last podcast respects you and thinks you're the greatest pops around. So I think that's awesome, but I don't really know what to say except for the direction that you're heading it sounds interesting to me. So I don't know if I misunderstood the, the message. To me, it sounds like he tuned in. He knows that my kid and I have a good relationship. He's acknowledging that I have 18 years of parenting under my belt and he only has two. But I think he's disagreeing with how I might have gone around parenting. Later on, we go back and forth on my direct messages, and it, I think the meat of it comes down to, um, I said something about, 
with my 18 year old daughter in my last episode, I said something about everything I did as her dad was to get her to this point. And the, you know, my, I think my exact words, I think were my job was to be your dad, not to be your friend. I hope we can be friends one day, but my job wasn't to be your friend. It was to be your dad. And I think that's where he disagreed with because he does message me later and he's saying that as a parent, he's trying to be, you know, his his son's friend, which I think is great. I, I, you know, buddy, if you're listening to this episode right now, just know. I think it's awesome. I think you should be. I think you should be friends with your kid. My point that I was trying to make to you guys was. I couldn't be my daughter's friend because I know my daughter and I didn't want to be taken advantage of because she thought we were too buddy buddy. I wanted her to respect the rules that I had in play. I wanted her to respect the roadmap that I had laid out for her. And I kind of feel like if we had too much of a friend relationship, she would overstep the boundary and try to take advantage of me because we were friends. I needed her to see me as her dad, as an authority figure, as someone who needed to be listened to and not just a buddy. So that's kind of where I was coming from by saying that I, I didn't I couldn't be her friend. And now that she's 18, she's an adult. I can try to be her friend. He also mentioned that he's worried that my parenting gloves come off. And I just want to put it out record there. I will be a dad forever. The parenting gloves never come off just because a kid turns 18, you never stop being their dad. It's forever. I'm just not sitting on her shoulders anymore. I'm not the angel telling her to do right. I'm not, I'm not the Jiminy cricket. I'm not the let your conscience be your guide dude anymore. I'm a sounding board for when you need me, but I'm not actually actively managing your life. Like I was for the first 17 years. So let me just, let me just throw it out there. I encourage everyone to message me, whether it's good or bad. Tell me how I did. Tell me what you agree with. Tell me what you disagree with. I invite all of this. You know, I invite every and all interaction. And to my friend that messaged me, I want him to know that I received his message and I am grateful for it. I do quickly, I do quickly want to lay something out though. I do quickly want to just tell you guys that the direction of this podcast is that it has no direction. <laughs> this is a sounding board for my life. It's up, it's down, it's sad, it's happy, it's funny, and it's tormented. Uh, so if you describe my podcast as a roller coaster, <coughs> that's actually quite perfect. Um, as for my parenting, just going directly to to what my friend messaged me about, about how he might not agree with exactly how I'm parenting. As for my parenting, I, I'm from a world where sheltering your youth creates a culture that encourages boundaries. Uh, the world isn't kind, so I, I don't I don't believe for me that I needed to hide that from them. My kids and I have an honest, open relationship where they know exactly who their father is. Uh, the Jeremiah that you get when you see me or when you, when you hear me speak, it's exactly the same Jeremiah that you're getting when you're eating dinner. or it, that, that It's the exact same Jeremiah that they get when we're eating dinner and when we're doing our homework. Um, I do think it's great uh, that people don't agree with how I parent. Uh, I don't agree with how many others are doing it either, uh, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong and it doesn't mean that their kids won't turn out awesome. So I disagree with how some people do things. Those kids might grow up to be future leaders of America. You disagree with how I'm doing things. My kids might grow up to be the same. No one is doing it right, but that doesn't mean that everyone is doing it wrong. Okay, I know that's confusing, but just understand that my parents were raised different than how I'm raising my kids. And it's that doesn't mean that these children aren't going to learn life lessons the way that they're supposed to learn them. 
but that's the beauty of life. You know, you get to experience and live it the way that you want to. And we all want different things. You know, so to answer the question that I was given, you never take the parenting gloves off. You just understand that the hands-on approach won't work anymore. You have to hope that you did the best job that you could preparing your kids for the life as an adult because they're leaving the nest. You can't watch over them all the time anymore. So when I said that I wasn't my daughter's friend when she was growing up, I meant it. I was her dad. But now she's living her own life as an adult. She's got her own job. She'll have her own car. She'll have her own place to live. Eventually, I can't be a life manager anymore. You know, so if I can't manage your life and I can't run your life and I can't control your life anymore, there's only one other role that I can play, and that's to be a supportive figure. And I would like to be best friends. So. So anyway, I am sick. I am ill. I'm delusional. Hopefully, whatever the hell that we were talking about for the last 50 something minutes made sense. Just know I tried my best. I want to be consistent. I never want to leave you with nothing. To the people who are following me and supporting me, please follow and support me after this. (laughs) I'm going to go take some medicine and take a nap and hopefully wake up and feel a lot better so I could so I could start the road towards a an awesome episode. After you listen to this one, go ahead and hit my line, message me, give me an idea for how how I can rebound from this one. You know, what is what is number 20 going to be? What should we do for episode 20? If you made it through the last 50 minutes and you're listening to the words that are coming out of coming out of my mouth right now, this is a PSA, public service announcement. Message me. Let me know what you want to do for episode 20. I'll record that next weekend. All right. But uh yeah, to to my buddy, keep messaging me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. To everybody else who reaches out to me, just know I appreciate you all. Okay. Uh that's the podcast, everybody. This was kind of kidding. I'm the Jeremiah. And I love y'all.